welcome everybody to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and Connor. Dave Stevens, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Pribonanzi. David Sterling has decided not to join us tonight because he has other plans that he forgot he better to, things to do. Better things to do. And, you know, it's yeah. probably better that he's not on the podcast because I keep bragging about how he's in first place in our bracket challenge. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to hear about that. I just don't want to hear about it. Yeah. I think well, it's so actually better. What could be better than recording a lunacy podcast, though? I, I, I can only think well, of you, know, you think. He does live in Florida, so he's probably out in somebody's driveway smoking a cigar yeah, and yeah. having a beer. Which, or a bourbon know, or something. Or a bourbon, something like that. Who yeah. knows? But, uh, yeah, so he's in first place, so he's not on here to brag about how he's the smartest soccer guy on the podcast. So Could we say yeah. the luckiest chooser? <laughs> Luckiest yeah, well, picker. yeah. Luckiest picker. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Come luckiest picker. Yeah. Uh, it is Tuesday again, guys. Uh, right after today was the last day of the round of 16. So we'll talk about those games here in a couple minutes. Um, not really much going on the last week other than, uh, well, some snow around here, some, you know, school and God, really nothing. I mean, it's Christmas time. So everybody's kind of doing a lot of different stuff, you know. Yeah. holiday parties and blah 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 uh i'm actually happy that i'm going to mexico in a couple of weeks guys because i have i don't have to buy any gifts for anybody this year it's nice. no Perfect. gifts yeah i've done no. not not recently but i've yeah i've been lucky enough fortunate enough to do that uh, i don't know probably about 10 years ago we did that several years in a row going down to same place you're going i think Playa del carmen area Playa del carmen, yeah 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 that's where we'll be at over christmas uh, so it's different yeah. it's different but hey you're gonna love it i love it that's awesome did you ever stay at the uh, Royal Hacienda? I did not. No, no, I stayed. I can't think of the oh. names I've places I've stayed at. A couple right, right in like town, oh, in the down. town of Chai del Carmen itself, sure. and then one just, just north of the city mm-hmm. itself. So pretty close yeah. by. It's a nice yeah, area, right man. North. It's, it's just, changed though. We're just north of uh, of uh, Plato Carmen, which is nice. Um, I did find out today, Dave. As a world traveler, you might be interested in this. Mexico has phased out their tourist card thing they used to give you. Remember when you go to Mexico and they give you the tourist card? You like fill out how much, how long you'd be there for, and oh, where you were staying. A lot of places yeah. do. A lot of places do that. Most places well, do that. I was going to say I went, Mex- then I went to the Dominican. They did that. Yeah, they do that in Dominican. But yeah. Mexico has now phased that out. They've said no longer will you have to do that if you're coming from the United States. You don't have to do that anymore. We don't want to because it's I guess it was taking up too much time. Uh people you, forgetting, you know, and yeah. all that stuff. You'd either forget to do it or you'd have to sit there in the terminal filling it out, scrambling, you know, had, you know, finding a pen. Yeah. It, it's just one you, more thing to add to your travel hassle. So and you had to keep it during your trip. And if you yeah. forgot it or you lost it, you had to pay a $25 fine, plus you had to fill out a new one when you got to the airport. It was like they were they're just complaining that it was taking too much time up. So like, no, we're not gonna do that anymore. So yeah. Well, that's cool. Excited about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the weekend was pretty pretty boring for me, except for the game we'll talk about. But uh, didn't really do anything, which is which is nice. Uh, Connor, did you do anything this weekend that was fun? Yeah, yeah. We did a, a bunch of stuff, actually. We um, So we brought uh, my son to see that last uh, 
was it last Friday? Yeah. So it was last Friday. We went to, we took my son over to CHS field where they have the glow exhibit Mm, over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a big, basically for those who don't know, it's basically a giant light show at the Mm -hmm. St. Stadium in St. Paul. And they really like glam it out over there. It's really cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt Connor. Sorry, but uh, I, I, I'm vaguely. I, well, I shouldn't say vaguely. I'm familiar with it because I went to the Glow Festival last year. But I don't know if you knew right. this. This this year is the first year they did it at CHS. It used to, like oh, last year. Okay. I went last year that? in uh, at the. It's I it was at the State Fairgrounds. In okay. So did I. Like my so, kids and my wife and I did that last year. Yeah. I okay. went, I can't remember exactly what day I went. It was towards the end of it. But I, all I remember from that was it was the one of the coldest days of the year. So you're walking around out there. Oh, man, it was so cold. But it was kind of cool for me only because that year I did not, I was not able to go to the state fair itself because I was in China. And so um, oh. I actually, I had a, a one of my favorite pictures of, I got a picture of myself eating a corn dog in like 10, 15 below weather you know so that was kind of cool but yeah so i i i was curious how it was at ch field chs field it sounds like it was, it was cool they they really like uh there's a bunch of a uh, bunch of kids stuff they can do there were a couple of seesaws that uh, we put them on and me we went with an, uh, a couple dear friends of ours and their daughter who is uh, two and they uh me and um uh me and the wife of the other family it took tubes down the we went tubing down the the slide over there and that was nice. that was really fun. that was really fun i hadn't been tubing for probably about oh it must be 15 plus years uh and then my sister was in town as well uh from port she was in town from portland oregon and uh, so we did a little um we did a little hanging out over at my dad's place we had some christmas uh some early christmas stuff and she brought presents for all of us and she got a little time with Austin and just played a lot of games. And we had our a couple other cousins coming over and uh, another family friend. It was pretty. Uh, it was a pretty busy weekend, but uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, as a bonus, we, uh, Austin stayed at the grandparents' house that night. So uh, nice. Laura and I got a little night to ourselves. So we got to sleep in the next day. Yeah, you pretty much just slept, and that's what I used to do. Oh yes, when the yeah, kids were we, gone, I was like sleep. Oh yeah. We, uh, we slept as late as we possibly could, but even, you know, Austin gets us up at probably about, uh, five 6 AM. So sleeping in for her was seven. I managed to stay asleep until about nine. Um, there you go. Nice. so that was, that was pretty nice. Oh, yeah. It was a fun weekend. Uh, besides of course, uh, the U S game, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Dave, you have anything funny to this weekend? Anything cool? Yeah. I mean, I, I was kind of closer to your, your, your itinerary uh tony because yeah it was a pretty quiet weekend for myself as well although i will say i think i mentioned it last week too i ended i did go to uh u.s bank stadium on friday night last friday night to catch the uh high school state uh football championship with uh of course our high school rosemont was in it against uh my well now basically where i live now in maple grove i live in plymouth but close enough so i watched that game unfortunately for rosemont they lost but it was still fun to experience it because it was the first time I've ever been to like the prep bowl. So it was cool. It was cool just to check out the environment and scene. And it's a lot of fun. They, man, you know, everybody gets excited. And I was impressed by the crowd. I mean, obviously they only fill up the lower bowl, but they got basically from the end zone to end zone 
they filled it up. So, I mean, I w- it was kind of cool also because I was, you know, able to go there. It's like 16 bucks. Um, mm-hmm. And we were sitting, we were sitting in like, like what would essentially be like premium tickets for like, if you went to a Vikings game tickets, that would be five, $600. Of course they don't have the free food and drinks, but it, it was just a cool environment, cool atmosphere. Uh, just Maple, Maple Grove played a really good game. Rosemont turned it over a couple of times, but yeah, that was cool. That was a good start to the weekend. And then, uh, yeah, didn't have much planned after that other than I knew I was going to be getting up early and getting excited for the USA game against the Netherlands yep. round of 16. And then, yeah, kind of wound down the weekend from there. Didn't do, do a whole lot, which is all right. Like you said, Rosemont did lose, which was the last place I ever went to this to regular school at. Uh, but fortunately on Saturday, the, uh, the uh, school I went to my ever went to first ever uh, Mount Iron Buell, they won their nine man championship on Saturday. So hats off to the Mount Iron Buell. I think they're the Rangers now, uh, but they are uh, they're nine man champions this year, which is crazy. Uh, that, I was talking to Colin about that. When did you move down here from Buell? I was in like uh, second grade. Oh, okay. I knew it was when you were young. I just couldn't remember exactly yeah. what year it was. Well, I went to kindergarten at Buell uh, School, which at that time was a K through 12 school. And uh, then first grade switched over to Mountain Iron because they all combined. And uh, now they are at Mountain Iron Buell. So, yeah. So they won, which was happening, which was nice. But uh, yeah, sad that Rosemont lost, but it is what it is. Um, guys, it is Tuesday night. We are drinking beers. Uh, on this uh well december holy shit it's december already fuck can't believe it um uh let's see since david's not here we have nothing from florida today so uh dave let's start with you what are you drinking tonight yeah i got a cool one um and like you said you mentioned it's december right so it's about time for me to get into another one of my favorite types of beers the stout so i ended up going with a, a coffee milk stout so this is a new beer for me uh not a new brewery, one of my favorite breweries actually in St. Paul, uh, Black Stack Brewing. Uh, this one is pretty interesting. It's called Pot, as in coffee pot. So, so it's but it's a, sure yeah. The name the name is you sure pot. about that. Yeah, the you name sure is Pot. That? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I read the label twice just to make sure. But it it is a coffee milk stout. So obviously. Um, uh, a milk stout, meaning basically la- added lactose to that stout. To, and and I thought I was a little worried it might be a little too sweet, but it's not that at all. In fact, you know, it's 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 a good, it's a really good stout, and, and it's it's a stout I think you could enjoy even if you're not a fan of coffee because the coffee is not overwhelming, even though they claim they use pots and pots and pots and pots of of coffee. Now this is where it gets interesting. Oh, I should mention it's. It's uh, it's got a pretty good kick for a, a stout, um, you know, compared to like a Guinness, which is a fairly light uh, a stout. Um, this is seven and a half percent alcohol, so it's a little bit stronger, maybe, but it doesn't have it's not a it it doesn't have a kick to it. It's not it's fairly easy drinking. Cool thing about this one is, it's it's I don't know if I'd call you wouldn't call it a collaboration, but Blackstack um, used um, the coffee they used is Fox Alley Fox F A. W-K-E-S, Fox Alley Coffee. Now... It was in Guy Fox. No, no. Well, I mean, Fox Alley Coffee. And I didn't know this before, uh, you know, before last night when I picked this up. But uh, Fox Alley Coffee is apparently... It is a going to be a coffee shop that is going to open up early next year. I think March of next year, I want to say, in Loring Park in Minneapolis. 
And interesting, cool thing about this is it's a, it's going to be a nonprofit coffee shop in Loring Park, and uh, basically, oh, wow. so yeah, all the profits from this coffee shop that's going to open is actually going to go to the Minnesota Futsal Society. Oh, that's cool. cool. So yeah, yeah. So so they, you know, I think they. I read a couple articles about it. They started doing a bunch of fundraising. They had been doing fundraising for this Futsal Society um specifically focused on youth and and stuff like that and then they did they came up with the idea of opening a coffee shop and you know it's gonna all the profits from this coffee shop is gonna go directly to the the futsal society so that's uh pretty cool it's got a little yeah. you know a little little bit of a soccer connection. i've never played futsal i've never really even watched it but it, you know obviously it looks a lot looks really fun but you know indoor five on five soccer basically played on a hard floor of course like a gym but yeah it looks like a lot of fun thought that was kind of cool little soccer almost soccer type connection so i would hurt myself if i played that i would just be in pain for the next two weeks futsal is so much fun i used to play it all the time when i was in high school and uh and Mm -hmm. you know in middle school going in the uk and it's uh i I almost prefer it to regular soccer because it's just Mm -hmm. it's so quick and it's so um like just compact and um Mm -hmm. it doesn't require out as much energy to play it's more about more than more about skill than than it is uh fitness really i would say still i'd probably break a leg or something like that or injure a tailbone or something um well great black stock it is from dave i'll go next uh i have a beer on the podcast guys that we normally have and there's a reason for that i think i've talked about before is uh we try to get beers from breweries or micro breweries who are smallish not too crazy big. Uh, so that has left out at least two breweries uh, for us. And that's usually Surly and Summit. We don't do much from either of those guys. But uh, my wife bought me this present of uh, old Surly beer that uh, we already talked about earlier. I don't get into it again. Uh, but uh, it was a Halloween pack. And she got me a Surly Logic Bomb, which is their Juicy Pale Ale. Uh, comes in at 5.5%. Uh, it is, uh, it said, it says on the can, a juicy hop burst. That's what it says. That's all it says. Um, and it's, 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 it's a decent juicy pale ale. Uh, there's no question that, uh, this is a pale ale that's juicy. Uh, I, I really can't say much more about it. It's, it's not as good as some other juicy pale ales I've had, uh, which is not, surprising given the fact that this is a something they're doing like a huge amount of uh but it's it's decent it's uh it's good uh so yeah i'm yeah i'm glad you brought up surly because it's like you're right we i especially we don't in general feature surly on this podcast a lot but that doesn't mean we don't love surly i love surly Mm -hmm. um and uh, yeah one of my favorite beers is surly beer you know the uh the coffee bender speaking of coffee like i'm doing it but they don't. They don't need us talking about them in our yeah. podcast. <laughs> no. I mean, some most of these breweries probably don't need us either. But I think breweries appreciate the fact that there's a local podcast that talks about their beers. Um, but uh, certainly doesn't. I don't think they even care that we're doing this. So, no. whatever. Uh, <clears throat> Connor, Connor, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, well, I made the mistake of actually finishing it before the podcast. Um, <laughs> but, uh, because I've been down here working on homework, so I thought a beer would take the edge off, but Dave, 
this is not the first time this has happened. You and I have once oh. again gotten oh. beers from the same brewery. Um, that's, and, that's a cool coincidence, as yeah. long as it's not the same beer. And, it's not the same beer, no. But uh, oh. it's the it's the it's the same brewery. I also went with Blackstack, and uh, it is the local seven five five. Their their New England IPA. Uh, very, very fruity yet dry, uh, taste. I was a juicy, juicy, but dry taste, I would say. Um, and then, uh, so the, the description, the description says, uh, our foggy favorite, um, Azaka, Amarillo, and a guap of Citra, uh, soft, juicy and juicy and hazy, like seventies home movies. Um, it's very good. It's, it's a weird combination because it's juicy and dry. So it's a little bit uh, of a weird combination, in my opinion, but it's a good IPA. I've had it before, and uh, I think you can find it in a bunch. I, th- I think I found it at Total Wine before. Um, uh, they, they've got it at my small liquor store up here in Napa Valley. So Nice. Mm. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, it's, a, it's good. It's 6.8 uh, alcohol, and so just enough to take the edge off while I'm doing uh, homework, and I'm... Uh, finishing up classes uh in the next half in the next week or so so i'm uh, i need uh, all i can get to get through that so the beer definitely helps all right and i and i as long as we're still talking about beer i should mention that i had the other bomber or you know basically half liter bottle of beer that blake brought us from brazil i had that lat on yes. last this past saturday evening actually so that was mm-hmm. good i spent you know i spent all day you know on sunday going from liquor store to liquor store to liquor store looking for more of that jambu beer that I had uh, last week. <laughs> I had no luck. Can't I couldn't find, find any. I want more. Mm-hmm. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff from Blake. Um, let's roll into it, guys. The round of 16 uh, started this last Saturday. Uh, I think that, uh, uh, well, should we should we talk about a little bit about the first game of the, of the round of 16, which well, was... We should because it was the first. It was the first game, the game I was looking first forward game. to most. My yeah. uh, my second club, the Netherlands, my adopted uh, European sure. club, Netherlands versus sure. the USA. So boy, was I excited mm-hmm. for this one! And yeah, um, oh, yeah. well, it. it uh, uh, I don't think it really disappointed. Uh, I mean, disappointed in the outcome. I think for Team USA. Yeah. But in terms of in terms of play, I don't think it was as disappointing as some people think it was. It, um, no, 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 yeah, no, it really so. wasn't. If, if you, unfortunately that's the way soccer is a cruel game. That's a, you know, everybody says that because it is there. I mean, basically this game on Saturday came down to just a few key moments, a few, mm-hmm. you know, you know, unusual, like really surprising moments, lapses in concentration, la- mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of, I mean, it, the game might've been a little sloppy in the first half, but I mean, there was just key moments where, players like uh caliber of like tyler adams who's been arguably if not you know u.s men you know the the mvp you know yeah. uh, of the u.s men's national team he might have been arguably you know in the best 11 in the in the whole world cup as you know if you're picking a best 11 he might mm-hmm. have been included in that right because uh, his play through the group stage was unbelievable but his you know, it's just really, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to watch the replay. I believe it was the first goal where he just failed to track back yeah. on the guy he was kind of marking and just, just, you know, un- ended up being left wide open in front of, you know, outside of the box. But, you know, just a moment like that, I think there was another moment um, from, was it, oh, who am I? I think it was, it, 
best. There's just a couple moments, but that's the way soccer works. Um, because as a whole, I don't know, David was probably a little more critical of this game than, than, than I was. But I mean, me, myself, especially before that first goal that the Netherlands scored, I, I was feeling pretty good. I, I was okay. I was, I was feeling relatively optimistic of, about the USA's chances, you know, in the early goings of the game. But it just, unfortunately, moments like that just kill you. And then, Tony, I know what you want to hark on is what happened, you know, to, to end that first half. It was just basically well, that yeah. ended up, that was essentially the dagger. I mean. It was the dagger. It was, uh, you're right, Dave. The, the beginning of the game, they had the opportunities. I mean, Pulisic had a, a chance. Mm. Um, I know there's some other chances Inside that were had. Yeah. yeah, and it was, it was you know, it was sloppy, but they had chances. And the problem is uh, when you're sloppy and you have chances and you don't put those chances away, when you're playing a team like the Netherlands, who's a little more veteran team, of course, USA is a very, I won't say rookie team, but they're a young team, right? And so when you have opportunities to put the game away in the beginning and you don't do it, you let a veteran team kind of dictate the play as was what happened. Uh, you give up a goal and they did in that, in that first 10 minutes. And then you're right, Dave, when they got the goal right before the half, I said, that's a dagger right there because we've talked about this on the podcast numerous fucking times. Whoever scores going into the half, especially if you score in the last five minutes before the half, your, the momentum is just carries you through the rest of the game. I mean, it's it so really hard does. to come. It's so hard to come back. And now you're down two goals and you got a young squad and you're going, well, shit, how are they going to do that? And you got a veteran squad in the Netherlands who can now just uh, hold the ball and just what mm-hmm. the, what Netherlands did, you know? Yeah. Um, Here we got a, we got a little glimmer of hope. What was it? Uh, Haji right with a, <laughs> you can call it a shot, that, but I mean, it was, that's luck. it was pure goal. luck. It was, yeah, it, it was, was the flukiest weird. goal I've ever seen in my life. I mean, yeah. I, I would love to say that skill, but uh, there's no. just no no player could replicate that if even if they yeah. tried. It was but, just yeah. the, 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 the biggest fluky goal. I mean, I'm not complaining, but it was uh, – I mean, how'd you write? Well done to him for being in the right place at the wrong at the right time, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, no. it, it, it was fluke, but I mean that point in the game. I mean, it, it, it kind of gave you a glimmer of hope. But that's just another reason why that 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 goal from the Netherlands right in in, in added time right before the half was was a killer. Because you know, had they not scored that goal, perhaps that would have been the equalizer. The game could have played out totally different. And then just a few months, a few minutes later, you know, it was the what nail is, in the coffin. What, yeah. Well, what does a good what does a good veteran team do in situations like this when you give up a goal? Now you're only up by a goal. What does the Netherlands do? They come back within five minutes and score a goal again yep. and say, hey, yeah. you're not going to fucking catch us. We are taking this game. That's that. And that's what yeah. the Netherlands did. And that's. Yeah. Well, the yeah. thing is about the Netherlands I... is that they just had a game plan and they stuck to it the mm-hmm. entire game. They were insanely disciplined and they just they they did not waver at all. They kept with it. So hats off to Louis van Gaal for telling his players what to do. And they picked apart the USA in their counterattacks. And, I mean, the first two goals were virtually identical to one another they picked them apart in the exact same way so when you i mean louis van gaal did a great job and so i'm really interested to see how they're going to handle argentina in the next round um and Lionel messi because that's going to be a matchup for the ages um Mm -hmm. and a a rematch of uh of uh, a semifinal from two world cups ago as well so netherlands were looking looking for a little bit more revenge um u.s had their chances 
they mm. they definitely got got the attack going. I think they had actually. I, you'd have to correct me if I'm wrong. I think they had most of the possession. Um, yeah, it was sixty forty basically in that okay. game. And 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 yeah, I mean, the USA had more shots. They had more shots on goal. Um, but unfortunately, you know, they, they just couldn't capitalize on that. And yeah. the, gosh, yeah, that I, I completely forgot about that. Don't even tell you that er, that early um, Pulisic opportunity. Man, that would have changed the game. And oh yeah, that would have the entire tone of the game would have been different. He he's gonna be. He I, I feel bad. I mean, because you know he's gonna be thinking about that opportunity for a long time. Um, which for it's it's a shame. I, yeah, I remember when I saw, I was watching it live. I mean, it was the, barely the game had barely started, and I mean, I just immediately thought he was off sides, but then clearly was kept on by a defender. Um, for, uh, but yeah, so I don't know if he was thinking he was off sides and kind of maybe didn't give it a hundred percent, but. Yeah, it was just unfortunate. But yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought early in the game, despite giving up that early goal, I was still I was still feeling a little positive. And then, yeah, you know, they came, they came, you know, they, they really put on the pressure late in the second half. Of course, that's going to open you up, open your, you know, the squad up to, to the counterattack, which it ultimately did. But they did show they did show that kind of never quit attitude, which I like to see. Um, and, you know, let, you know, putting it in perspective. You know, the the USA were, were big, big dog coming into this one. They were like, I think they were plus 330 uh, on most of the sites I looked at. I mean, that's a, you, you know, it's not a big of underdog, say, as we were against England, but still, you're a big underdog. Um, you're not expected to win this match. Um, and I just think, I, I just credit the team for the fight that they showed because it, they didn't give up. It is very uh, reassuring that the fight that they showed now, because they're a very young, very, as you said, Tony, a very young, very inexperienced when it comes to uh, international soccer and, uh, and especially the World Cup. Uh, and it makes you hope for the future when the World Cup is here in the U.S. in four years as well. Uh, do you guys, I, I don't know if you guys have seen this a couple uh, times. It's been going around Facebook, uh, but there's a list of uh, key players for the U.S. and what age they will be uh mm-hmm. in the world cup like christian pulisic yep. is only going to be 27 so is tyler yep. adams weston yep. mckinney is going to be 27 Gio reyna is only going to be 23 uh tyler adams yeah tyler adams is 27 brendan aronson's 25 chris richards 26 cameron carter vickers 28 mm-hmm. uh serginio dust 25 musa 23 tim way is only going to be 26 and then you have uh you know some faces for the future like uh, Conrad De La Fuente, who was not included in the squad, but he's only 21 right now. He plays for Olympiacos yep. in Greece. He's only going to be yep. 25. Um, yep. I think uh, I, I think the future is going to be great for this. Yeah, team. They're be, it's it's inter- It's really interesting because you look back. Uh, you don't have to go that far. Go go back four years, four or five years ago when they tried and failed to qualify for the 2018 World Cup in Russia. You look at that team. I mean, um, um, that was one of the older teams, you know, yeah. that the U.S. has put out there. You know, I mean, yes, Pulisic was involved in that qualification process, but uh, not significantly. And, you know, some of the some of the key starters, you know, including like Clement Dempsey, I mean, they were up in their mid 30s. And here just it, it didn't take long, like the youth movement, youth revolution, basically all these stars that are playing you know, that played a huge role in qualification and in the world cup advancing out of the group stage here for the U S was extremely young Connor, like you mentioned. So what's going to be interesting 
you know, six years or four years from now, three and a half, basically, because it's the summer of 2026. So it's that's right. more like three and a half years. Yeah. But it's going to come quick. The interesting thing will be like, because you mentioned it, Connor, that all, all, all these, you know, key players for this team, young talent are, aren't going to be that old. It's, it, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be tougher for the, like the teenagers, you know, there was the majority of the starting lineup were teenagers in 2017 when they failed to qualify. But now what about the teenagers today? It's going to be harder for them to break into the squad, isn't it? It really is. Or a group of, you know, mid twenties players coming into their prime ahead of 2026. So it is going to be tougher for those young players now to break into the squad. However, a, if, they, if, if they do, it's a good problem to have. Right? And exactly. It's a good problem. To, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's a good problem to have because that means that we have more and more, more and more young talent coming out of uh, the U S and they're going to have a chance if they don't play in the world cup squad, I'm sure they'll be included in a gold cup or if they get invited back to the Copa America, which I'm, oh. which I, which is a rumor, by the way, I'm, I'm yeah. hearing for, I heard that I heard, I yeah. think I saw something, you know, it, again, like you said, rumor on Twitter. So you, you can't, you, you got to take it a little with a grain of salt. But I did see, you know, a couple of sources saying it's all but locked that, that the USA will be invited to the Copa America term in 2024, mm-hmm. which would be great, you know, because that's high level competition. Yeah. You know, what's funny, it's, though, uh, going back to the, the squad, just one more thing. Um, when you compare this squad with the squad that was in the World Cup in 2014, only one player remained the same. Uh, and that was DeAndre Yedlin. He plays for, uh, I think, Miami now. But um, he, he's the only one that was on that squad uh, way back way back when in 2014. I feel like the there was one. I feel like there's one more. Uh, I can't think about that. I don't think so. But, or, or maybe maybe Tim Ream. I don't think Tim no, Ream was on that squad. No, I don't think but, so. Yeah, may, yeah, maybe it is just one. Yeah, Jordan Morris wasn't there. Yeah, I feel like, uh, I feel like we're missing one. But Kellen Costa, no. Oh. Yeah. No, yeah, it might be one. I swear it's two. Yeah. And remember, guys, it'll be, of course, on their home turf in four years. Yep. So, I mean, technically, they should have that home field, home pitch advantage, uh, depending on what group they get into and where they send them to begin with. I was going to say, knowing our luck, all of our group stage matches will be in Mexico and Canada. Yeah, wouldn't it be funny (laughs) if our group stage matches were like Canada and Mexico? I mean, that would just... Ella's Teca, you know. But I think that they're... I think what they're going to do is that they're going to make it so, of course, Canada and U.S. and Mexico will not be in the same group. And I have yeah, a feeling yeah. that for sure, whatever group they're in, they will be in their home stadiums and, or to begin with. And we, we, also, got, we got three and a half years to talk about it, but we don't even know. So what we do know is is in 2026, there'll be 48 teams exactly uh, as opposed right. to 32. So but what I don't think we what we don't know is how are they going to handle that? Are there just going to be more so, groups? Or they're going so, to do like a knockout. So I've heard two possibilities on that. Well, the the first plan was that there are going to be sixteen groups of three teams uh, in each one, and I, for one, think that's a horrible idea. That's there's not a lot of competition uh, no. within a group with three in a group of three teams going it. Going in, so the top two advance into. I don't know if it's the top two or top one. Top I don't one. Know if, would it be the well, top that would only that would only leave a round 16. of sixteen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So oh, I don't I, like. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like that. I yeah. Wouldn't like that. So I think, the, uh, and this is a backup, and I know that um, the FIFA was going to talk about this for the World Cup. They're going to um, do instead twelve groups of four, and I think the top two would go through, 
Mm-hmm. Or no, maybe just the top one. I, I, I don't know exactly how they're... I, I know Because you, about... you could have essentially the round of 32. Exactly. If yep. you did that. Yeah, extra round. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be more exciting. That would be an exciting too. way because I then, it, be really you know... Nice. Oh, you know, a winner, you know, a winner go home, literally match. That's what makes the later stages of the World Cup, the round of 16, so, so darn exciting. I mean, every game in the World Cup is a big game unless you've already been eliminated. But I just think, you know, a winner go home game. So essentially an extra knockout stage round is more exciting, would be more exciting, in my opinion. And, you know, the World Cup is supposed to last about a month. um, And uh, if you added a round of 32, I don't think there would be any breaks in soccer. For that entire uh it would add another what week to it four days five days six days something like that but you know how yeah, there are yeah. uh breaks in soccer in between rounds in this world cup i'm hoping that this will mean there will be no breaks in uh from soccer obviously teams will have breaks in between mm-hmm. matches but um mm-hmm. there there will always be soccer on for basically a month straight with no no sure. days off sure. which i think would be yeah. awesome because we're yeah we're sitting on one of our biggest well it's not even a big gap but I mean you're, you're there's no ma- there's no matches here now for for two days because the quarters don't start until Friday. Yep. Friday. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, rounding out the round of sixteen guys, I, there wasn't really anything crazy. I mean, Argentina. Well, won, I wouldn't say that. Well, well okay. I mean, the, let's put it this way: the weekend carried on you know, in a relatively unsurprising fashion, right. You know, Argentina, France, France England, you England. know, all, all the favorites at one. Then we, on get the to, then we get to yesterday and that was the, uh, Japan Croatia game. Yeah. That went down that, to penalty kicks at the end that Croatia pulled that out, which is, I didn't get crazy. to watch that. I, I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. Again, I did not get, I was working. I didn't get to see a minute of that game, unfortunately, but yeah, I mean, I was following along the best I could. I saw Japan took the early lead, wasn't it? In it was game? toward it was toward the half, but yeah, they, oh, they took no. the lead uh, in like the forty third minute or so. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean Croatia came back to tie it just to go all mm-hmm. the way through extra time, get into penalties, and the only notable thing from that is I noticed that like I think Japan missed their first three kicks, um, I believe, I, and I heard they, was, yeah they missed their first done. two I think, and then mm-hmm. uh, then Croatia missed their third. And yeah. then, then Japan, oh, okay. Okay. then Japan missed their fourth. They missed another. Okay, they, yeah. oh, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, Japan missed three out of four kicks. Right. Unfortunately, because that would have been, that would have been obviously. I, I mean, Croatia is not the Croatia of 2018 when they made it all the way to the the, the final, obviously, but um, still, it would they have, have been a lot of those kind of ingredients, a, though. Yeah, Luka Modric is still there, and Ivan Perisic is still there, and mm-hmm. so there's they, they have plenty of talent, but they have to play Brazil next round. Yeah, Brazil, who who looked, I mean, Take again, the shit out another South Korea, yeah. yeah, yeah, which I mean, most people would have expected. I think uh, interesting, good to know. I mean, if you're a Brazil fan, it's good to note that Neymar was back in the starting eleven for that one, wasn't he? And uh, yep, so and he got a goal off a penalty kick. Okay. Um, uh, I will say though, in that uh, in that Brazil South Korea game, South Korea did get the one goal. Uh, it was only a consolation goal, but man, that might just be the goal of the tournament. It was a beautiful strike from from distance, and so I'm that's my vote for goal of the tournament thus far. We don't know what's going to happen in the next round, next rounds, but um, that's my vote so far. And uh, today we had Portugal kicking the shit out of Switzerland six to one. Yeah. And, wow, uh, and then- I'm. De- yeah, I, 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 and I'm, 
I'm not, I wasn't really, I'm neutral in that match. Only I'm, the only reason I'm not neutral is because I had picked Switzerland in our bracket challenge. I had picked uh, Switzerland to beat Portugal in the round of 16. So unfortunately I was way off on that one oh, without, without uh, an interesting, I didn't re- again, I, did, I didn't have a lot of time today at work, but I, I, the, the headlines I saw that uh, Christian Ronaldo was left out of the, did not start amid a, a coaching fallout. I didn't quite, again, I didn't have enough time to read into anything today, but oh. I don't know I don't if don't there know was what that was like, all about. It said something I, about a coaching fallout or okay. something, this and that, but. Maybe there was there was something like that. I don't I don't I don't remember reading a story about anything about. I, I didn't read a story. About Bottom line was either, Ronaldo person, was not in the starting lineup. Yeah, he was and not. They, but the person the the player who started instead of him got a hat trick today. Yes, so that's interesting. So yeah. So uh, we had Gonzalo, uh, Gonzalo Ramos, I believe his name was. And then to finish the day, what? Well, the, finish the day. The heck. the craziest game of the whole freaking. Uh, or did this start the day or finish the day? Again, it was a start. I, it was a start. It was the start. Of that's today, right. But, that's that's yeah. right. Yeah. What the now, heck? Spain versus Morocco. Now this is the. I think this is game screwed up a lot of people's brackets because Spain, you know, they should have gone on. Uh, but the, Morocco was plucky today and held them. Held them with zero goals. Uh, Spain couldn't score anything. Morocco couldn't score anything. Came down to penalty kicks. And this is where it gets fucked up because the Spanish players, the first three kick, the first three penalty kickers, could not hit the fucking goal. I I, I watched this whole thing off target. Going, well, no, the first shot, the, the first, first shot, shot was off the post. We hit off the post, yeah. but I mean, it would have gone in if you hadn't hit the post. Uh, yeah. But the next two, I think, were the, the goalie from Morocco just guessed correctly, uh, yeah. and uh, it was. One shot in general was, it was a, the guy was kicking with his left foot. So you knew he was going to go to the right. And the goalie knew he was going to the right. And that's what the fucking guy did. And I'm like, dude, you're kicking with your left foot. Go to the left side or something. I don't know. I I, I think these yeah. guys think too much about this shit. And, and oh, 100% all worked they up. do. It's really and, hard when you're on the world, when you're in the world cup and a place in the quarterfinals in the line, it, how can you not overthink that mm-hmm. it's i mean well these guys have training to keep that to a minimum but anybody would and uh, anybody in the world would overthink that or tr- just put i mean it online. That, that's true but i mean if you were talking about i mean a team like spain for as long as i as you know in our lifetimes spain you know is it is it is a team that would expect to be in these types of moments. And you would think, you know, any player on that roster on Spain's roster would, would be up to this kind of challenge, you know? So but, it, it's, it's surprising. I so mean, there's, there is, there was a stat today that, um, and this would be number four, but um, they have lost, including today, three out of their four uh, penalty shootouts in uh, world cup history. Crazy, um, right. Yeah, I think the, the one they lost, the one they won was twenty years ago in against Ireland. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, in, like Spain is a team. I mean, maybe you know they're not like the high flying, high. You know, they don't score a lot of goals, but at least in in my memory, you know, going back 10, 15, 20 years, they're the team that'll beat you one to nothing. They'll get the, they'll find that one goal, hold you to nothing. You know, and and you know they don't get to this point too often. That is a, you know, penalty kick shootout, but um, mm. yeah, surprising. They couldn't find one, but yeah, I mean, 
Because, I mean, a classic Spain victory is 1-0. Like, you know, like... I it think, really is, yeah. Like they did in 2010 against Netherlands, of course. But, uh, yeah, that was... A, I mean, All of their seen... knockout stage wins were 1-0 wins, I think, that year. It was uh, Portugal... Par- in, 2010. Yeah, in 2010. It was like... <laughs> It was like if you're like not a fan of soccer, it's like the most boring soccer you're ever gonna watch because they're just so they shut everybody down. They somehow managed to find that one goal, but and that's what they did in 2010. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we've seen some upsets in this World Cup, obviously, especially in the group stage, especially in the you know the third game day, or the third match game days. We've seen some upsets, but I guess you know considering the scale of this one, this would be have to qualify as the biggest upset. You know, we've seen and Morocco it. becomes only the fourth African nation in history to make the quarterfinals. Yeah, big, big well, step for them. Yeah, uh, I've complained so, about it in the past, but I, I can tell you at least one of the so it was Ghana, obviously. Ghana was the last mm-hmm. one. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still, still upset about that. Yeah, so we anyway set up, set up some big matches on Friday and Saturday, guys. We got uh, Friday morning, we got Brazil against Croatia. Uh, on Friday afternoon, we've got Argentina against the Netherlands. And then uh, Saturday morning, we got Morocco versus Portugal. And finishing up with the big one, Ooh, the best that is one. England, yeah. England versus France at one oh, o'clock on I'll Saturday. Be, I'll be watching that. That'll, um, that, that's, that's, that'll be one to be looking forward to. It's, yeah. it's coming home. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's coming home to London. Come on, England. Let's do this. To, if you got time, we have to go to Omni for that game, Connor. I might just have to. Have yeah. To do that. Dave, if you're around. Yeah. 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 Fine. yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That, uh, that is, I mean, wow. I mean, yeah. Hey, every core final match is going to be fun, but man, that mm-hmm. is obviously circled mm-hmm. twice because that, that that's a great, great match. Yeah. It's huge. Um, and uh, so a Brazil and, and Argentina win that, I think that sets up a Brazil Argentina mm. match. Yeah, that's Which huge. Would how fun another, would that be? How be another, fun would that another be? Another huge match. And, I mean, as uh, much as I want to root for the Netherlands, I mean, I almost—I mean, Brazil, Argentina. I think that's why I picked it in my bracket. No, I don't. No, I didn't actually. But no, I, I did. did not. Just, just checking. I, I did, did not. But how fun would a Brazil, Argentina semifinal in the world? Oh boy, that that that. I, mean, I guess I have to. As a neutral, without a doubt. A, as a neutral, the, I have to be hoping for that. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, the most important game in Argentina and Brazil's rivalry ever, for sure. Yeah, yeah. huge. I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not big on Brazil or Argentina's history, but I mean, have they met in a, a semifinal in the World Cup? I, I don't know think. about a semifinal. They, they've never met in the final. Um, mm-hmm. They. I don't know about a semifinal. I think they've but, met in like the quarterfinals around a sixteen. Even if they have, it. I mean, even if they haven't, if regardless of whether they have or haven't it, it, it would be amazing it would be unbelievable i could only imagine being in either brazil or argentina for that one yeah. wow south america will be on fire next uh in a couple of weeks a couple of days if that happens Oof. i mean it'll be it'll be crazy and of course you know europe's gonna be on fire uh for this saturday game with england and france that's oh, yeah. gonna be a that's gonna be a cracker right there uh Lots of holy shit! The pubs in England are just gonna be fucking crazy. They're gonna be nuts. Um, yeah, nuts. So, all right, guys, well, that's our World Cup coverage for today. Um, we will be back. I don't know what we're gonna do for next week's uh, podcast because, as uh, nobody who's listening knows, but we all know, we will be on the Pot of New Loons podcast next Sunday night for a little trivia from Sam. Uh, that he's done he's got this trivia group 
uh, pub trivia group that he does. Uh, if anybody's watched, I know Sterling's uh, watched it a couple times. But we are doing a trivia uh, with the Lunacy guys are going to face each other in trivia next Sunday on their podcast. So uh, that should be uh, very interesting. Uh, of course, when that's up, we'll post on our Twitter account, and I'm sure it'll be on the Podding News Twitter account. So we'll see who wins that one. So I don't know when we're going to do our next uh, podcast, maybe Monday night or Tuesday. I don't know when the next. No, we'd have to. We'd have to do Monday uh, because the semifinals start on Tuesday. So yeah, no, we could do Saturday night. I, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, anyways, guys, uh, before we uh, get into the end of this podcast. Uh, we should mention that the loons did have a signing today. Uh, his name right. is, uh, his name is Clint Irwin, not Steve Irwin. I keep, Clint that's, Irwin. that's the name that keeps rolling yeah. off my tongue. Yeah, yeah. Clint Irwin, the uh, goalkeeper. Uh, well, I think he was previously with the Colorado Rapids. I sent him to a two-year contract with a club option. Uh, he's an MLS veteran with over 200 league game appearances, including eight playoff appearances and 37 shutouts in his 10 year career. Um, been with Colorado and Toronto, and he went back to Colorado. Um, it's which it's definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely, you know, Clinton Irwin. I, you know, he's kind of falling off of my radar, he's probably falling off of everybody's radar because I mean, the name, the name jumped out at me because I mean, he, you know, in you know, what, 10 years ago or less, you know, he was with the Rapids for a significant amount of time. Mm-hmm. I had to go back and look. I mean, it was 2013 to 2015. He, he, he played uh, he, he made 89 appearances for the, the rabbits in in those three years but then since then and he went to Toronto but then since then basically since 2016 he's he's hardly played mm-hmm. like so I, I'm kind of curious about this I, and I obviously we just heard about this today as we're recording tonight and so I didn't really have enough time to look into it but he's barely barely played maybe he's just been a backup you know, for, you know, all those spots that he's been since basically 2016 or 20, yeah, 2016. Well, maybe that's just it. It begs the question. And and we talked about it on text today, guys. It's like, we already have uh, DSC as our starter. We've got Dick, Dick as our second guy. We got Fred, who's kind of the up and coming guy who's playing for the deuce and has, has put been on the roster a couple of times in the past two years. Yep. Um, so what is it with Adrian Heaton having three goalkeepers well, on the well, roster? Well, I, I don't understand it. Well, well, Tony, I mean, we Tyler Miller left. Well, we, of that. course he did, but but so he's basically DSC's, filling he's basically filling Tyler Miller's slot at this point. I, I get that, but do we really need three goal tent, uh, goalkeepers? Of course you do. Just, of course yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We, well, we you do. can call Fred you can call Fred whenever you need a, a backup backup. I mean I suppose you could. Yeah, but I mean, well, well, wait a minute now. Now, now, here's the problem, though. I mean, when you, uh, I mean, there's no, this, there's no, nothing to talk about here. Dane Sinclair will be the starting goalkeeper next year, obviously. But you know, we've had this team has had for whatever reason. I mean, you would, this team has had troubles with injury at that position, Um, and so the bot. Here's the problem, though. Tyler Miller obviously has a lot of experience starting experience for the, for Minnesota United as well, but you know, Eric Dick does not um, at least for this club. And so we behind Dane St. Clair, now you're adding basically another backup in, in, in Clint Irwin. So, I mean, 
we're a little thin, if anything. So, I mean, another goalkeeper on the roster probably isn't a bad thing just because we don't – our options behind Dane St. Clair are not obviously great. But they, they re-signed uh, Dick, too. I mean, I don't understand. Yeah. I, I guess I – Well, I'm just saying, Tony, but but we're in the same spot with the number of well, goalkeepers on the roster. Sure. I mean, so, I guess, and it's I not guess. like it's not like we're pushing out a player – because we're signing Clint Irwin. I mean, we have, there's, you, you know, we have the reserve roster, you have Minnesota United too. Um, there's, it's not like we're on, we have a shortage of roster spots here. This is not like no. a DP signing or an international right. signing. It's right. just another, another no, I think it's much to do personally. I, I saw you guys back and forth a little bit, but personally, I think this is much to do about nothing really. Right. And right. I mean, it, the problem is, and I brought it up, I think the only problem is now we've had a luxury going back a couple of years now of having significant talent, you know, a significantly talented backup goalkeeper. We don't really have that going into next year. Now, hopefully it's not an issue. Dane St. Clair is healthy, plays the whole year, starts every game, you know, and we don't have to worry about it. But yeah. And, and you know, it, at it least we have some to be able to see news. Yeah, and, and it is nice to be able to have that depth on the squad all the time instead of having to call up uh, Fred Emmings, which I, I realize doesn't take a lot of effort to call him up from MNUFC too. But it is nice to have that depth that we can just count on without having to mm-hmm. take him away from his teammates at MNUFC to get him a little bit of uh, experience in the MLS next to league. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean and- – the only thing I can think of other than that is that we're planning on selling one of our goalkeepers, which wouldn't make much sense uh, no. because we have uh, we have signed two people to new two goalkeepers to new contracts, and uh, I don't even know what DSC's contract says right now. Well, unless 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 something crazy is going on where European teams are sniffing around DSC, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, that's also plausible. Which is possible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but, I, mean uh, I mean, I mean, every they're gonna want a, the Can- Canadian, the future Canadian number one goalkeeper. You know, mm-hmm. Milan Borjan is not going to be pro in four years. Uh, mm-hmm. He's 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 at least not going to be the Canadian number one. Dan St. Clair is that mm-hmm. much is for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess what I'm what I'm hoping is this is just a stopgap. I mean, you know. Fine, you're they're doing the math. Oh, Tyler Miller left. Let's bring another goalkeeper. This, you know, they're not breaking the bank on this signing. Um, and then what what I would hope, and we maybe we'd all hope, is that you know, maybe Fred Emmings, you know, maybe this is this year, sometime during this year, you know, he starts making significant strides, you know, be into becoming. I know they signed Eric Dick, but maybe maybe Fred Emmings can make a leap, um, and, and get into that prominent prominent backup position, but we'll see. Cool. Guys, before we go, I have uh, just two quick funny stories to talk about. Uh, We can talk about we can talk about golf first, Dave. You want to talk about golf? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Especially in the winter here. Maybe maybe you've done golf in a while. Does it involve golf and Angry Birds? No, no golf. No, not not on a birthday. No, not like that. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Does involve two angry people though. Uh, an argument between an argument between two men over a golf game led one golfer to bite the nose off the other one in the parking lot of a casino. Hold on. Was, was one of these golfers, Luis Suarez. I think I heard, I think I heard about this story. I I don't know any details, but I think I just heard like the headline. Mark, uh, this guy, Mark Wells of Biloxi initially fled the scene in his Tesla, uh, before turning himself in 
the nose was not found as the victim was taken to the hospital. That's too bad. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, officers responded to a complaint of an assault at Hollywood Casino Monday night. And this is Hollywood uh, in Bay, St. Louis, Mississippi. Uh, right to find a victim with a dis- disfiguring facial injury. The, its investigation determined that suspect Mark Curtis Wells bit the nose off the victim. Uh, they told that Wells and the victim were arguing throughout the day over a golf game they played at the resort, resort's course. He was charged with a felony mayhem and booked into the uh, county jail where he paid the required 10% of a $50,000 bond on himself. He faces up to seven years in prison if convicted uh, because he uh, committed a crime committed with the intent to kill in which the suspect mutilates, disfigures, disables, or destroys someone's tongue, eye, lip, nose, limb, or other body part. Yeah. So, uh, Dave, you ever been that oh, mad? Boy. You want to bite somebody's nose off? In a golf you know, yeah, golf can be a frustrating game. It's a very humbling game. Um, but uh, no, no, I never reached that point. You know, maybe I threw a punch or two. No, no. I, I uh, seen, no. The so time you Johnny really have a golf club in your hand. Well, this it yeah. sounds like this was much later. Yeah. You know, yeah. who knows what happened on the course? It was like that time. Yeah. Maybe it's kind of like that time that our friend Johnny uh, hit me in the back of the head with a golf ball from he short did. range. Oh, he did. Yeah. 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 You know, maybe later on that night I might have thought about. Uh, taking well, why were you standing? I, I, why I, were I you never standing there, Dave? I never, yeah, could you know? I was I was perpendicular to a shot about twenty yards away. Well, I mean, I assumed yeah, I was well, safe, but yeah, well, no, never safe with Johnny on the golf course. Let me tell you, yeah, it, it was pretty <laughs> wild. But anyways, yeah, no, but I never, you know, later that night, I I, uh, I let bygones be got bygones. Never thought about biting John's nose off. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, who knows? Yeah, yeah, maybe they're playing a high stakes uh, a game where you're going to put could have been yeah, give me some money, money involved. Well, the Guy was driving and her Tesla, dad just so. had a bunch of money on that matchup. I'm doing this for you, Pa. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Driving a Tesla. I mean, the guy's got cash. I mean, that's the deal. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we have a nose biting. And then we have another attempted uh, assault, guys. Uh, a German. This is from Germany. Johnny's Johnny's home country. Uh, a Germany. A woman was arrested for uh, shutting her roommate's ventilator off. Uh, oh, 72- wow. This is in Berlin. A 72-year-old woman has been arrested after she allegedly switched, switched off a hospital roommate's ventilator twice because she was annoyed by the sound it was making. Mm. Uh, oh, wow. The, the woman was jailed on suspicion of attempting manslaughter following the incident at the hospital in uh, Mannheim. Police and prosecutors said in a statement that the suspect is alleged to have switched off a 79-year-old woman's ventilator, and despite them being told by staff that it was, for, it was vital for the patient, switched it off again later that evening. The other patient had to be revived, and while her life is not in danger, she Jeez. still requires intensive care. Jeez. You know, so this lady is 72 years old, and she's just mad because the ventilator was uh, too loud. So she's like, I'll just switch it off. It's fine. Switch it off. No that, is yeah. Yeah. that is savage. That is just pure savagery. Yeah. Now, my question is, if somebody's on a ventilator, wouldn't you have common sense to think that person needs that ventilator? I mean, you would. I mean, that's yeah. peak peak narcissism, you know. It's yeah, you know. yeah. That's just yeah. doesn't make a lot. I mean, lady is seventy two years old. Maybe she's got some mental issues going on, but still, I mean, and you're it's kind you of know, like, you're you're in a hospital. This is not a resort here where you know. I mean, this is a hospital. 
Yeah, that's 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 tough to wrap your head around. This isn't your friend's CPAP machine that you're shutting off here. This is exactly. actually a ventilator. Yeah, you know. So uh, she'll probably go into jail. Which, uh, yeah, she's seventy-two. So I don't know how the that happens with older people, but I guess they. You do the do the crime, you do the time, is what they say. Yeah, I mean, so, if yeah. you're not, if you're not, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be thinking about other other people here. That <laughs> I can't even make light of it. Like you can't. I don't care how old. Seriously, yeah, you're doing something like that. If you can't think about, if you can't be compassionate or think about other people, then I don't know. I'm sorry, you're 72 years old and might have to go to jail. But you do the crime, you do the time. I mean, I'm sorry. And obviously, it's it's super annoying that the that the ventilator is making all that noise. But that noise is there for a reason. Well, yeah, I know. I have not been in close. I mean, I have not been on a ventilator. I've not really been close to one. But I could imagine they can be extremely loud. You know, needing. I mean, you're literally breathing for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, forcing. Yeah. I mean, so that pump called, that that pump is running. It's called uh, earplugs or headphones. I don't. You know, right, that's exactly. two ways around that. Yeah, yeah. We, we live in 2022. We do have no. noise. Well, that's the problem. You know, though. noise 70... canceling technology. That's the problem, yeah. though. She's 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 72 years old. And she's like all oh, these youngins and their new yeah. technology. And in my day, we had to use earmuffs, you know, mm, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my thought is she probably the 17 year old probably has a, uh, a hearing aid anyways. And she could just switch off the hearing aid, you know, just been like, OK, I'll switch off my go. hearing aid. Yeah. And then it's problem yeah. solved. Yeah. When I'm 70, yeah. If I, yeah, if I'm lucky enough to be 72, I, I probably won't even be able to hear. So yeah, I don't think I'd be in a similar right. situation. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that ends it for those stories. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? I think we covered as much as we cover. I'm glad we got a little M and you know Minnesota United news in there. So yeah, cool. of course. Course, yeah, yeah. Nice. And, and you mentioned it, Tony. We're in December, the season, the training mm-hmm. camps next month. Now we can say that, That's right? Training That's camp right. opens next month, so yeah. And it, uh, the schedule will probably come out in January or February, so that'll be yeah. that'll be nice. We yeah, should start I, I hearing January because we should start hearing about some other signings coming out. We should start hearing some. I know that uh, signings we, we, are, we're good. This we our roster is good. We don't need any signing anybody. What are you talking about? I know we uh, don't need no of, stinking signings. <laughs> yeah. I know a friend of the podcast, Blake has uh, put out on Twitter. He's got a little, little uh, spreadsheet going of all the rumors and the guys who have left the guys who have resigned. So yeah, if anybody yeah, knows Blake, take a look at that. It's an interesting little thing that he's doing, which is great. It'll, it um, it will be, and I did see that, Tony. Glad you brought that up. That is interesting. But I mean, I I do I do feel fairly optimistic. I mean, because the core of the team is intact. You know, you I think that we do have you know positions of need, obviously. But I mean, it'll yeah, it'll be interesting. But I I am optimistic. Other than we're not going to get into it today. But uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that because I could go on and on and on. But yeah, so we're exciting good. things. But that was my point. I just want to bring up the fact that literally training camp is going to open next month. It's almost here, guys. So that's exciting. Right. It's almost here. All right, guys. Uh, so for myself, Tony, for Dave and Connor, we'll talk to you guys in about a week. All right. Can't, we can't say. We can't say I was going to say, go Loons, go USA. Go USA. Go, I, I come on, England. <laughs> Damn it, I'm just go, at a loss go, here. Go, go Brazil. Hey, here we go. All right. <laughs> talk to you guys later.